Welcome back, listeners. Wow, it feels like a little while, right, since I've come and spoken to you. I'm sorry, it's late, this one. I have been in the middle of a bathroom renovation and there wasn't any quiet time to actually record. It's Saturday. You should have had this last Monday. It's been going on for two weeks, but it's been one of my miracle missions to do my bathroom. And I'm so pleased that it's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah, they're running over and um, I've been really patient because the workmanship these guys are giving is absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate good workmanship and actually I really appreciate what I have because when I was talking to this plumber I realised he doesn't have much and we just had this really beautiful conversation about gratitude and he was going on holiday for the first time in six years with his girlfriend who's got a part-time job at Sainsbury's. You know he's in his 40s he used to work for himself but has had to go into full-time employment for plumbing and heating engineering for a company because as he said to you know I've got three children not including his girlfriend of uh what on and off three years but his own children he said I need to get paid for holidays and so forth and so forth and uh apparently the girlfriend sister is super rich and was going to lend them a, a suitcase and guess what because Joe that's my friendly plumber would not do a piece of work for them they said no sorry we don't have a suitcase to lend you now funnily enough when Joe went up into my loft he saw the number of suitcases I had and he couldn't believe it so guess what I've lent him a suitcase so my point here is sometimes people don't always have and just because he is doing some work doesn't mean to say I can't reach out and offer my help where I can and I just I just felt very grateful this week and you know I went out and bought them lunch and things like that so yeah I just wanted to share that I don't know why and then on top of all of that I have been getting excited about the Commonwealth Games so as you know I'm volunteering and my kit arrived last week and I tried it all on thinking oh my god it's going to be a nightmare it's not going to fit and it does oh my god this kit is not the best looking but in terms of when I guess all the volunteers get together it will look bombastic so I'm really looking forward to going to the games although I'm not going to lie I have thought about shit bathroom they're now running over so they're gonna have to finish it off and I'm not here but actually I think we're in a good place and I trust them I trust them so it will just have to be the universe that takes care of my little house and my bathroom and it doesn't just finish there either so Commonwealth Games I come back and guess what people I've been called up for jury service so in the UK for all all of those listening outside based on the electoral roll which is you register to pay taxes they can pick you at random to go for jury service you don't get paid you get paid a minimal amount for a day and as I'm not getting paid for the Commonwealth Games I'm thinking back two weeks potentially on jury service and then I've had the week of the Commonwealth Games I am pissed off because I've already done this and I nearly got done for contempt of court before because it was all about cocaine this woman had been done for cocaine charges and I was falling asleep it was so boring the evidence oh god so I've got that coming up but another Another thing, I've made this observation because I get up early. So at this point that I'm making this podcast for you, it's uh, half past six, seven o'clock on Saturday morning. And there's this little old man that I can see out of my window. He sits in this little, I'd like to say it's like an allotment or this little garden area. And he feeds this cat and he just sits there with his cup of tea. And I just thought, how beautiful. And I thought, I wonder if he lives alone. I, I don't know. Am I feeling a bit emotional at the moment? I'm feeling fucking tired. I'll tell you that much. I'm, I'm 
talking to you and I can feel myself almost nodding off and I've only just started. So let me move on a little bit quicker because I'm boring you. One thing I want to urge everybody to do in the world of digital media, digital everything, social, if you think about a friend or think about somebody, please call them. There was a friend of mine who, for whatever reason, must have been going through something from way back in April. We were supposed to get together for Easter. She's like a big sister to me and she never contacted me to say anything. It was very weird. She would keep sending me these little forwarded quotes about have a blessed day, blah, 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 blah. But I didn't hear anything from her from Easter. So I didn't feel it was my place to phone up and say what happened. But this has gone on, it's gone on, it's gone on in my head. But I knew there was something wrong, but I just, I'll be honest, I just couldn't be asked to phone up. I thought, why do I have to be the one to do this? But I did. I did the other day. I mean, I've sent a couple of messages back before. Some of them almost saying, oh, you know, I thought I was supposed to hear from you back in April when we were supposed to get together for Easter. Anyway, during bathroom renovation, I woke up one morning. I thought, you've got to call this woman. You've got to call her. And I'm so pleased I did because she, it was like verbal diarrhea. She just released so much of what she's been going through. She's been depressed. Her son's girlfriend has had cancer come back again. It was pretty full on. And I felt blessed to have the strength to call her, even though really it should have been her reaching out to me. But there's always a reason why people are maybe distance or so forth. And if you've got the balls, people just find out and just get on with it. And I think this leads me on to my topic for today. I've taken a long ass way to get to it. It's about emotional intelligence because I think mine is kicking on all cylinders. Now, sometimes I don't think before I speak and that really is an emotional intelligence. And I think that's where this little red dragon comes out and I just go, but I've often wondered what emotional intelligence really is. On this occasion, when it came to the friend who I knew was going through something, my emotional intelligence kicked in. And basically, it's banded around in the workplace. And I've accused some lovers or some interested parties about, you have zero fucking emotional intelligence. And they say, what do you mean? What, what, what does it mean? So I actually looked it up to make sure I wasn't going mad. And a whole lot of stuff came back. And I wanted to share it with you. Basically, if you don't know what it is, it's about being more aware. And I can say that over the last, I don't know, 10 years, I'm my self-awareness is up. Even if some of my actions have been fucked up or wrong, I am aware. And a lot of people are just not self-aware. The fact is that as friends or family, we actually don't even want to tell somebody what's going on and, you know, what they're really like. But it's the ability to understand and manage your own emotions and those of people around you. Some researchers suggest that emotional intelligence can be learned and strengthened while others claim it's an inborn characteristic. And I kind of agree with that, actually. I just, you know, there's there's that person you will go to because they will get it. They will get you. They know the right way. And this kind of came up most recently as well in another situation with me, which I can't really talk about. But I felt a bit put out. But then I thought, actually, Tina, the person who has got this emotional intelligence is just natural. I think mine's okay. And I think the ability to express and control our emotions is absolutely essential. But so is the ability to understand, interpret and respond to the emotions of others. Imagine a world in which you could not understand when a friend was feeling sad or when a co-worker was angry. That would be really shit. But you know what? There's some people that really don't give a shit. They don't get it. And you think, could you not see they were a bit upset? Or could you not see that something was going on with them? Even when I went away to this fantastic festival uh, a few months ago, I think one of my friends was going 
going through something and a little bit stressed. But I picked up on that. And I think actually we all did. So, you know, emotional intelligence, it's really, really important. But there's so many people that haven't got a clue. Some psychologists even say that emotional intelligence can be more important than IQ. Anyway, let's move on to five key emotional intelligence skills. I've already said one, self-awareness. You need to be capable of monitoring your own emotions and recognising emotional reactions. I know that I am very self-aware as I do recognise a relationship between the things felt and how I behave against that. I also kind of know my strengths and my limitations and I'm very open to new information and experiences and I'm aware of how I feel about things and, and, and how that then will translate to other people. That's not to say my actions always bring about that self-awareness kind of do good or you know if you're so self-aware then why are you acting a certain way but um, I do know that quite a few self-aware people like myself or others and you know people could be listening to me now saying she's not self-aware she hasn't got a bloody clue but I would beg to differ it's seen that we have a good sense of humour are quite confident in ourselves and are aware of how people perceive them I think that particular one needs uh, work in my world because when people say to me oh you know Tina sometimes you can be a bit direct or come across as a little bit x I kind of know it and I've been told it but again it's about changing your behavior or the way that you are and sometimes they're ingrained right so I know that my self-awareness can be improved through learning new skills getting constructive feedback and reflecting on experiences I do that all the time and I think that's what makes me a bit more self-aware the other side is self-regulation which is exactly what it says on the tin it's your ability to regulate your emotions and the impact that you have on others yeah I think this still has needs work as well for me just because I've got this really confident way of expressing my emotions and there was another incident when I was talking to this guy and there was a trigger something really triggered me with what happened to their son and I couldn't regulate I couldn't regulate what I wanted to say it came out really badly and I felt so awful and I've written myself now a mantra think before engaging math think 24 hours at least if you have to make a decision that could impact somebody else that's self-awareness but the regulation yeah I just kicked off I just kicked off not in a bad way but it was almost like this person was in pain and because something had triggered me about what they told me to do with you know how someone was being bullied I just went into one and so mm, I guess I didn't really regulate myself people good at self-regulation seem to be flexible and adapt to change well and are good at managing conflict and diffusing tense or difficult situations so this definitely needs work in my area I can diffuse do I adapt to change well well my bathroom renovation I have I've been washing in my second bedroom with a little bowl yeah it takes a bit of time it takes a bit of time with me and I think I need to improve this through practicing communication and look at challenges as opportunities we all can right the other big one is motivation this is an important emotional intelligence skill and is intrinsic focus which is basically when someone has a passion to fulfill their own inner needs and goals you'll usually find people like this who are action orientated they enjoy taking initiative and they're generally quite committed to what they do I've got a couple of friends like this they're just on it to be honest with you and I'm motivated but I think I need to improve it by getting accountability from a friend family or whatever and then also celebrating the results of it by focusing on small measurable wins I guess so bathroom renovation not exactly small but I'm going to celebrate it when it's done it's cost 
cost me so much fucking money. I don't think I can celebrate. But I will celebrate by sleeping in my slipper bath for a week. And I absolutely love my bath. The next one is empathy. Knowing how others are feeling and in, which involves uh, your responses to people based on the information you have. I think I'm quite an empathetic person. There is a massive difference between being sympathetic and empathetic. It's one thing I think I am competent in. If you can, under- if you can understand the power dynamics that often influence social relationships, particularly in work settings, then surely that's got to be a good thing. And I was always lambasted for this in the corporate world. I was always empathising with my younger colleagues and I wasn't sympathetic, I was empathetic. And I used to share my feelings and relate, you know, like I've done with you guys, really. I have related everything back to my life in the earlier days. And this is where my kind of podcast came from. I really tried to listen to others, which is a massive skill in itself. And a lot of people are really poor with this school. We think we're listening, but we really aren't present. But yeah, back to work situations, particularly, I was always empathetic of the younger ones and would sit down and take time out to talk to them. In some ways, it was to my own detriment, if I'm honest. But I'd always listen, I'd share my feelings. And then actually what really kind of helped me as well in terms of empathy is talking to new people and, you know, trying to imagine yourself in someone else's shoes. I actually used to get told off a lot, actually. Tina, imagine if that was you with blah, 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 blah. So again, there's still work and I realise that, but I do think I am quite an empathetic person. Social skills. This is another one of the key skills in emotional intelligence. Again, exactly what it says on the tin, being able to interact well with others. doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert, it's being able to interact with people, engage with them. Strong social skills allow you to build meaningful relationships and develop a stronger understanding of yourself and others. And when I talk about social skills, I'm talking about active listening, be present. I told you before, or just a minute ago, that this is a skill that people do not do well. Uh, You need to be present when someone's talking to you. And sometimes I would think I've wandered off with the fairies when certain people call me and I just think, right, I can be doing something else. And I do it on purpose. But also when your mind is going through so many things, are you really present to what's being said? Verbal communication, non-verbal. I've always been told I've got this resting bitch face and it really does say a lot. Unfortunately, that's not going to change anytime soon. The only time I get my arse in gear with this resting bitch face is if I put some headphones in, pretend I'm listening to music or talking to myself and then it goes all smiley. Other social skills, leadership and the power of persuasion. But I do have two Brucey bonuses. These two bonuses in terms of emotional intelligence skills are expressiveness. Some find it difficult to really share their feelings. Now, it's taken me a while to open up about how I really feel and I find it cathartic doing it through these podcasts. You know, right now, how am I feeling? I'm feeling a little bit excited about the Commonwealth Games and the volunteering. I'm also feeling a little bit anxious about the bathroom being done while I'm away and making sure that it's going to be, you know, what exactly what I want when I've finished. And I'm also worried when I come back about cleaning and that shit honestly. But to share your feelings with others, even if they are empathetic and in tune with their emotions, is really, really important. Those with decent emotional intelligence not only understand feelings, but know how to express them appropriately. Now that's really key because if someone's just saying, I don't know, the dad's died or whatever, and you're just going on in another tangent and expressing your feelings like whatever. Actually, I've got a great example. I got a call out of the blue two days ago, an ex-boyfriend. In fact, so ex, it was like 2020 
2012 we split up. Haven't heard from him. Got a message saying, hi Tina, hope all's well. Can you call me before 7.30? It's urgent. So I thought, I wonder what this is about. What could he possibly have to say unless it was a couple of people in his family that I got on really well with for a while and they passed. Anyway, the bad news was his cousin had passed and I found it really odd because I knew this cousin, but not as well as what I would have thought would have warranted a call to tell me it's really important. Check this out. After he told me about this cousin who died of cancer unexpectedly two weeks ago, I said, yeah, my mum's got breast cancer and whatever. Do you know this fucker didn't even respond? Didn't even respond. His emotional intelligence, his everything was just shit. No no expressiveness or anything. So much so, actually, the reason why I was phoning to see if I still had a keyboard that his brother had lent me because his six and a half year old son was learning piano. So this little tight fucker, it was nothing to do with the cousin dying who I didn't know that well or hang out with. It was because he needed an excuse to phone me. But the fact of the matter in terms of emotional intelligence is I mentioned my mum and a couple of other people and he didn't even respond. He just was on a one trip pony to talk to me about fucking keyboard. Right, I've got that off my chest. The other Brucey bonus is perceptiveness. Those with decent intellectual intelligence are able to look at a situation and identify the true source of their feelings. Now a friend of mine has said, I think she is absolutely right with this, that I still need to work on death. I'm getting better, but I think there are still some triggers maybe around death and how it's impacted the way I want things to go when I pass. There's other things as well, not just death, but locating the source of your feelings can be tricky, especially when dealing with powerful emotions such as love and anger. So you have to really dig deep. So imagine you're frustrated and angry with the work colleague. Let's just take work, for example, which I don't like doing, but I am. When you start to assess your feelings, dig deep and analyse what you're really upset about. Is it your colleague's actions that have pissed you off or does your anger stem from something else, i.e. your manager's giving you too much work and responsibility and then you're taking it out on your work colleague. I'm just saying sometimes we need to look at the root cause. Definitely look at the root cause. We've talked about those skills that are involved in emotional intelligence and I hope you're getting the drift and you can assess whether you are really emotionally intelligent or not and there actually are some tests for it but I'm not going to do them. There are also four different levels of emotional intelligence that I think are quite important. Perceiving emotions. This is the first step in understanding emotions and to perceive them accurately. In many cases this might also involve understanding non-verbal signals such as body language and facial expressions. I hope no one does that with me because of my resting bitch face. Reasoning with emotions. The next step involves using emotions to promote thinking and cognitive activity. Wow. Emotions help prioritise what we pay attention to and also what we react to. We respond emotionally to things that sort of get our attention, right? So reasoning with our emotions is all around the thinking and what we do with that thinking. Understanding emotions. These are the emotions that we perceive can carry a wide variety of meanings. If someone is expressing angry, the observer, i.e. you, me, must interpret the cause of the person's anger. But you know what? We don't, we see red, right? We just think, what's the matter with them? Blah, 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 blah. But there is a reason. What could it mean? If your boss is acting angry, it means they are dissatisfied with their work, or it could be that they've got a speeding ticket on the way to work, or they've been fighting with their partner. But you see, because we live such a fast life, we haven't got time or the energy to think, well, why are they angry and all this fluffy stuff? Leave that for later. We just react, don't we? And then finally, the other level of managing, uh, sorry, the other level of emotional intelligence is managing emotions, which is the ability to manage emotions effectively is a crucial part of EI. Regulating emotions, which I've spoken about, and responding appropriately, as well as responding to the emotions of others, are all important aspects of emotional 
emotional management. So how do you use emotional intelligence then? There are numerous ways to do so in everyday life and I believe some ways to practice it is through the following. So bear with me because some of these may hurt or they may make you want to take a deeper look at yourself. Being able to accept criticism and responsibility. I used to be terrible at accepting criticism. I still get hot and flustered if somebody says, did you know that you were a little bit? Because no one likes to be told, do they? But there's a way. It's the way you deliver your communication if you're going to criticise somebody. Being able to move on after making a mistake. Yeah, I can do that pretty well. Can you? Being able to say no when you need to. Yeah, I've got very good at that now. But again, I wrap it round in cotton wool when I need to say no. Being able to share your feelings with others. Yes, I do. But I need to make sure that I temper that with how that is expressed. Being able to solve problems in ways that work for everyone. Having empathy for other people. Having great listening skills. Knowing why you do the things you do and not being judgmental. I'm not even going to get into judgmental. I've got a whole podcast episode on it. But yes, how to use EI. What I do know is people who have fewer IE skills, and this is backed by research, tend to be a little bit more argumentative, have lower quality relationships and have poor emotional coping skills. And there was a guy I was talking to about this a few months ago and I just thought he just wasn't tuned in at all. And I said to him, your emotional intelligence is just zero. And he said, what do you mean? What do you mean? He got argumentative with me even mentioning the word. However, it does swing both ways because those with high emotional intelligence may have an intelligence rather, may have a hard time delivering negative feedback. Research has also found that high EQ can sometimes be manipulative. Sorry, research has also found that those with high emotional intelligence can use it to manipulate and deceive others. And I have got somebody that I knew in work who was quite easygoing. She would just be a yes person. And she's been totally manipulated by her boss friend. And it's just really upsetting for me to see how this person is using her emotional intelligence to take the piss out of her so-called friend in the workplace. And I'm not going to lie, I get bloody frustrated every time she tells me something's happened. But yeah, there you go. Okay, we're wrapping up now. If you want to improve your emotional intelligence, that's if you have anything in the first place. Listen, pay attention to what people are saying verbally and physically. Body language, it carries a lot of weight, as I've said to you. I remember I used to sit in school and, you know, college, uni, slumped over. It said everything. It just said I wasn't in, I wasn't interested. I wasn't really listening. And even when I've got upset with stuff before, I just, I express it through my body a lot. But I've got better at that. And when you sense someone is feeling a certain way, consider what's going on. And I could hear it with my mum a couple of weeks ago, if I'm honest, and it was through a text. So imagine I was emotionally intelligent to be that aware what she was saying, but I still had this little red flag going on in the background. And I'll tell you exactly what it was in terms of sharing my feelings. So my mum has now had a mastectomy. She is waiting to see if she will be in remission, which is probably now another four weeks. And she was just talking about how sore it was and so forth. And I haven't seen my mum, people. I've not seen my mum since she was diagnosed before Christmas. So she's got my sister around there, her favourite. So I said to her, oh, you should get some Arnica cream. It's meant to be really good for wounds and so forth. And that, you know, look, my mum didn't want a breast rebuilt. She's got this whole thing about silicone inserts and implants, sorry. And so I listened to her and I said I could get some Arnica cream. And I said, um, you know, maybe if you're comfortable, I could come and visit and whatever. So there's a massive pause before she returned the text message. And she said, yeah, I, it's been quite sore. She was wishy-washy in around and said, I'm not really taking visitors at the moment. Check how that made me feel. I'm not family. I'm a visitor in my mum's life. And I, for 
all of five minutes, I felt quite rejected, if I'm honest. Because I know my younger sister goes around there and stuff. But at the same time, I then turned that around and thought, well, what were you expecting, Tina? She gave all these excuses that her house is a mess because she's moved to the flat. And, and I thought, no, what was I expecting? So I really had to dig deep and go over that again and thought, yeah, it doesn't matter. And, and did I really want to go, number one? Probably not. I didn't want to see her in that way. And maybe what I would see in front of my eyes. I'm just a big scaredy cat with illness and especially cancer and how people may look. But check this out. My ex-coach is just recovering from tongue cancer, people. Tongue cancer. The back of the tongue, he's had cancer. And yet next week, I'm probably going to go and see him. Yes, it's going to be scary, but I'm more open and have no fear about going to see him than my mum. Really weird. And then the final thing is to, sorry, there are two more if you want to improve. So that was my mum in terms of the whole listen. I was listening and I understood and I had a bit of a thing going on. But there's also empathy, which we talked about, putting yourself in someone else's shoes, yada, 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 to understand their point of view. But then the reflection. I have been guilty of this too much, but you need to consider how your own emotions influence your decisions and behaviours. I have so many examples. I don't think it's going to be long enough on this podcast to go into them. I don't think this podcast rather is going to be long enough to go into them. Some not so pretty, some great. When others respond, it's worth thinking about the role emotions play and ask yourself, why is this person feeling this way? Are there unseen factors or circumstances that may be contributing to these feelings? And then how do your emotions different from theirs? Because we're all different, right? So I guess in a nutshell, emotional intelligence is really important. And I've found that through my experiences, through the care system and everything, and now dealing with people, I feel that at the grand age of 50 something, I'm just learning what it's like to deal with people and be aware of when they're speaking and what's really being communicated. Check yourselves, go out when you're next doing something and really think about where is your emotional intelligence. Until the next time, my beautiful people, which will be another week or so, and I will come back and talk about the Commonwealth Games. So if you're not into sport, well, I'm not going to talk about sport. I'm going to talk about the interactions I have, the fun, the madness. Yeah, I can't wait. I'd love to bring it live and direct to you, but I might record it when I'm there next week, ready to go and you get a double whammy because I'm so late this time. Take care and speak to you very soon. Thank you.